see what kind of trouble we get ourselves into. Seth, can you bring down your microphone? And, well, yes, uh, of course. I oh, uh, I yes, of course. Please. Yes. Yes. <laughs> here um, we go. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> podcast where we take a deep dive into lyrics that are questionable at best but have largely dodged public ridicule until now i'm mark seth here i am and joe hello how are you good how are you <laughs> the most awkward <laughs> intro for me too uh, here i am it's like a complete it's like a it's like a terrible dismount and then i shit myself <laughs> like, no normally i like come in i like flow right in mark something happened today mark i you know got the uh, Exceptional amount of toe jam that I had to dig out of my toes last night, or something. But here, here I am. <laughs> Me, Seth, I, Joe. I, I showed up. <laughs> it's been it's been a very busy weekend, spilling into a very busy week. I've been frantic, uh, and um, this is our first time recording in the we all we have an overflow space. Mm. Usually, you and I mm-hmm. do this where the magic happens. We're just doing it in your room. Yeah. But we have an extra bedroom for when we have a very special guest. And Joe is one of the most special of all. Yes. Hey, all right. How have you been? I've been very good. We've been yeah. waiting for you to be on this show for quite some time. It should have been sooner. Yes. I've been waiting too. Yeah. However, there is a reason that all things happen the way they do. Turn, 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 Mark. That too. Well, we'll get to the biblical uh, references. <laughs> yeah, we will. Here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but uh, Joe of Graveyard... Shift mm-hmm. screen, screen printing. printing, correct. Thank you for backing me up there. Very good. Um, local screen printer, mm-hmm. just badass people all around. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd good. Say I'm, a, I'm a badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good. I can go with That's that. Fan- well, yeah, me? Uh, yeah, yeah. Resident badass, also music lover. Yeah, yes. Should we start there? Really? Uh, Mark, yeah. he was a member of a, of a of a band here for a long time called Merkit. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, go deeper, Joe. What else? Um, I was in a band called Jayuna for a little bit. Yep, I was in yep. a band called Pansram, which yep. was after Merkit. I mm-hmm. was in a band called Plural Being, which maybe some people might remember. That was the most recent one. Mm-hmm. And way, way back, I was in a band called Evil Existence. Oh, that's where I remember you. Yeah. Re- that's that's the one met. I never saw. Ugh. That's the one. I didn't see that one. Very good. Yeah. That's where so Joe and I met. I was yeah. in a band called The Anchorite Four. You mm-hmm. were in a band called Evil Existence. Played a couple shows together. Yeah, quite a few. And I was like, this guy... This guy, <laughs> this guy. I like this guy. And you were down in Naples. I was I all was. the way up here. And now we're closer together. Yeah. Yeah. And now when you and Seth are buddies. Oh, you're so close. Yeah, neighbors. Hands. You and I are buddies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Joe and I are so close that we could hold hands. We live very, very close to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm right down the street from where uh, his sweatshop is. Mm-hmm. Yes. I can hear the children crying as they work yep. in the middle of the night. You know, Good. Joe in there. <laughs> the cracks cracking of the, whip. the whip. Yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> Motherfucker. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, he's, uh, his, our kids play together. Yeah. Southern um, Man was written about you. And, it was. And the, <laughs> and the terrible conditions of oh. graveyard shift printing. I, you know, I've never actually been in the, uh, the printing the room, in the dungeon, so mm-hmm. to speak. It deserves a nickname. Have you given it one yet? No, um, no. We uh, we I recorded a record in my house, and we called it the Double Murder House. Okay, because there was okay. a double murder in my house. 
You are oh, joking. No. Someone killed themselves in my garage. Really? Yeah, big ups. Holy shit, motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. it's a uh, it's a crazy story. That's insane. A double murder in your double house. Double murder. I had yep. no idea that that and that's right down the street from my house. Mm-hmm. It was suffice to say it was not while I was living in that neighborhood. But gentlemen, we're not here to talk about holding hands. I mean, we could be. And we're not here to talk about sweatshops. It's going to come are up again. <laughs> which we trust me. I could talk about them all day. <laughs> we are here to talk about the hit song, Chop Suey, by System of a Down, and what a hit it is. Joe, because I know you got stories. I know you got a juicy <laughs> Yeah, we're going we're gonna to hold off. Yeah, I could I, feel I your know. plump. I could hear you when you walked in. I could hear those plump loins. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I, yeah, I'm weighted oh, down. I'm, I, I'm going to unburden myself, so but not before Joe... Does yeah, it first? Because he's okay. our guest. I'm going to let yeah. loose. Tell us. Let, let loose. Um, I don't really have any um, okay. history with System of a Down. Um, okay. And thanks for being here with us tonight on Lyrics to Go. <laughs> Good night. Um, and uh, But yeah, I was kind of already into like punk when uh, when I first heard Sugar, which okay. was the first single. Mm. Someone was like, you got to check this out. And, um, and I did. And I was like, huh. And I, I actually saw the video. Mm-hmm. And the video has this like blurb beforehand of this like... Um, it is a uh, he's a newscaster and mm-hmm. he's like um, talking about how like they only tell you what we want you to know and uh, you know and I was kind of mm-hmm. like being into like politics and punk and whatever I was like ooh what's this yeah and uh, the video had scenes from Metropolis that really old movie oh, in it great I was like movie. this this band Fritz Lang Fritz yeah. Lang that's it there you go I got I like, some, I'm doing this I shit with some to, smart folks I need to check this out um, it wasn't exactly my thing right but um, if I wasn't if I hadn't already found what I was looking for in music it would totally be my thing. Very hmm. punk adjacent. Very, yeah. There yes. is there is something. It is it is heavy. Mm-hmm. It is intense. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of uh, a lot of political stuff. They are Armenian. Yeah. So they talk about a lot of Armenian uh, issues, which to anybody stateside that cares about politics, about you know, in the world writ large, there is a lot there to to yeah. kind of glom at the turn to... of the 19th century to the 20th century there was an, a thing that took place in uh, the east well majority of turkey where they were trying to get rid of their armenian ethnic minority and it was called the armenian genocide mm. they talk about that oh yeah, they do yeah. it's, i it's went to their website them, and i don't blame them yeah, yeah. I, their website was all about that i was like oh I'll check out this band and that's when bands had websites so i went and i was like this is all about the armenian genocide and it has like nothing about the band, right? Which like, is huh. which is fascinating. Yeah, that's great. I mean, like you said, for someone that's into to punk rock and into politics, that fits very very well with it. Mm-hmm. They're also a very weird band. Yes, they are. Uh, they are also they have a very strange sense of humor. A lot of <laughs> they use a lot of Armenian music um, mm-hmm. tendencies mm-hmm. Tones. in their music and tones mm-hmm. and uh, you know Armenian scales and stuff. Uh, Seth. Um, I, just Juice to us. let everyone know, um, that because this is a podcast and of course you can't see it, that all three of us are sitting here right now with, um, eyeliner on mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, tribal tattoos. And after this, we're all going to go to planet fitness. I do have my <laughs> beard, uh, in a big braid. You do. Yes. Uh, yes. and I am, uh, and when I came in, you were spinning in circles yeah. really fast. Yeah. And, you were like, la, 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 and I was like, Mark, tongue out. Yeah. yeah, yeah I'm pointing at my temples a lot to let you know how crazy <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> to say to the person, if you're wondering what's wrong with me, it's in here. I'm crazy. <laughs> um, I uh, I heard the song. The first song I heard was uh, Chop Suey. And people... I, I this actually, very song? This very song. And uh, people talked to me about it. Uh, 
and 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 to, and told me, oh, have you heard System of a Down yet? And I heard I'd actually seen T-shirts and things like that, and I had seen that people seen that where people were getting really really into it, and there was something I needed to pay attention to. One day I just happened to be watching MTV when they had you know uh, videos on still, and uh, I saw the video and I heard the song, and. At the very beginning, I heard it and was intrigued at the music. Um, got to the lyrics, got to the vocals, didn't really think much of it. Right. Um, but then uh, I met my wife, who is brought up quite a bit. Um, she was, uh, of course, my girlfriend first. And one Not of the very first, first things that we did... What's that? Not your wife first. No. Okay. One of the things that happened uh, very early on in our relationship is she said to me, do you want to go to OzFest with me? And I um, did not, I was well past the age of being uh, excited about festival shows. Mm, yes. And it was in the summertime. Do you think Oz is short for Ozzy or Osborne in Ozfest? Is it Ozzy Fest or Osborne Fest? It's got a Z. Yeah. It does. So it's got to be Ozzy. Well, Ozzy. I think if they, if they called it OS, it would be Ozfest. Ozfest. <laughs> Which might be a little weird, but I, I tend to agree with you. I think it's really Ozzy Fest. Too. Sorry, I. Digress. That's okay. No, no, it's fine. It's it, if you feel the need to bring up anything that that is relevant as it as it comes along, and that's what we're here for. Um, went to the show, uh, agreed to it, uh, thought that it was going to be a good time. It was boiling, boiling hot, uh, burned up, uh, fried up, big time. Uh, my skin and everything. Your soft, supple redhead. My skin. supple Irish <laughs> oh. skin. Um, I was intrigued that I didn't think that I was going to like any of the bands that were there that day. I was pleasantly surprised by a couple. And then finally, um, this band came on, uh, System of a Down was there. And um, I immediately wrote it off and thought, you know, I'm not really caring about this. My wife and I, we had gotten tickets that were not in the seating area. And we snuck down into the seating area. And I sat there and was able to watch them up close. I hope the statute of limitations is up on on you getting in trouble for sneaking down to the seating area. We might go into that later. Actually, they, um, oh, no. they, they, uh, seriously, um, they, uh, they came on and I was like, oh, it's this band. And I listened to them. And from the very first song, I just remember thinking, oh, this is like the song that I had heard the Chop Suey and, um, didn't think much of it by the third song. I was becoming intrigued at what I was seeing and hearing, um, just from the performance on stage. And then by about the fifth song. I had never quite seen a crowd reaction like I did that day and probably have not since. Waves of people pointing at their temples. They had (laughs) a cult-like following. As to collectively say, oh, we're all crazy. They were all crazy, and they went fucking nuts. And I started to become more intrigued at what happened on stage. And if you were to turn on a... Lyrics, uh, a, a, a lyrics to go episode that covered this song. I would pay attention to that, and if you were to turn on the record, I would want to turn it off probably pretty quickly. Still to this day, hmm. however, if you were to come to me and say, "Hey, by the way, System of a Down is playing at the Lee Civic Center, and the tickets are below thirty-five bucks," I would pay money to go see them. Hmm. It was they were really fucking good live. One of the most shocking concerts that I've ever been to. That I've that I was. Of a band that I, I I had written off, didn't think much of, didn't really like. The show was fucking incredible. It was actually by the end of it, I had turned into a system of a down, at least a live system of a down fan. They were really great. 
that guitar player can fucking play. He's a very small human being. Mm. He's like apparently Danzig small. Yeah, um, he's tiny. yeah. and uh, and they were really really good. Later on, just to wrap this up. Later on, we did wind up watching Ozzy, and they did find out that we were in an area that we were not supposed to be. It was one of the funnest moments of mine and my wife's life together. Um, you ran sent, away from him, didn't you? Yes, they sent a woman <laughs> over to kick us out of those spots, and um, Jennifer and I, the, the concert, Ozzy had started playing, and when the women came over and said, hey, you guys aren't supposed to be here, I threw my arms up in the air and enthusiastically started screaming Ozzy and ran down the steps towards the stage. And she chased me down. And <laughs> when she got to me, she was a little older and slower. And when she got to me, she grabbed my arm to try and pull me out away from that area that I was not supposed to be in. And I turned and I ran screaming, Ozzy, Ozzy, <laughs> and high-fiving people as I ran up the steps. Amazing. And she chased me up there. And I turned around. And when she got up to me out of breath, I turned back around and repeated the process about four times before she left and got security. And security drugged me out. And it was one of the funnest times of my life. I'll try and make uh, <laughs> my story of System of a Down as short as I can. I'm so sorry. Oh, but no, 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 was, no. That it's was fine. a great... Because, I mean, we could all, when it comes yeah. to System of a Down, I'm sure we could all go on forever. <laughs> yeah. This album has a very, very, uh, a very important part of my... Uh, the other members of the Anchorite 4 and I were very big fans of this album. I remember downloading it. I think Patrick downloaded it before it had come out. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Years before, Mike, who is who listens to every band known to man yes. <laughs> and have somehow them cataloged, at least in some way to kind of know what they sound like, um, just retains everything. He and I went to go see them at the State Theater, hmm. and they had canceled because their guitarist oh. broke his arm. Yes. And this is back when they did the first System of a Down album, the one with Sugar on it, mm -hmm. and Spiders. Mm -hmm. Um is that what the song is called? I think it's called Spiders. Is another another song that came out um, around that time. Uh, that we ended up seeing some other band where the drummer sang and stood up the entire time. He had like a stand up drum set. Hmm. It's very bizarre. Hmm. Um, but uh, later on, um, you know, they of course got huge, and Patrick and I used to sing this song all of the time, um, and so it has a special place in my heart. I do like them. And they do seem to straddle that. Uh, I know a lot of punk people that are into them, I think because of the politics and stuff like that. And they are goofy, but they also don't seem to take themselves very seriously. Yeah. I think that's a very important thing with being goofy. Yes. When you're weird like this and you're doing stuff like this, it's important to like have some, you know, some some uh, humility and yeah. some let the air out every once in a while yeah exactly where it's like you know we're we're having a good time we're mm -hmm. here we're here to have a fun time mm -hmm. and uh and and they do it well i've never seen them I'd, I'd like to see them but uh this song i remember um being like they're singing really fast what the hell are they saying and i've never looked at the lyrics until today wow yeah till today till today wow um uh, obviously, some of the lyrics are pretty easy to understand, and some of them are mm -hmm. very, very not super <laughs> easy to understand. Um, but they are fucking weird as shit. <laughs> there is a lot. There's there's really a lot to go over with this song, Mark. Yeah. There's a shit ton to go over and with this song. not a ton of lyrics. 
Yeah, no, no. There's not, right. but there's a lot to go over with it. I mean, um, you know, you can start. We can start by obviously talking about System of a Down, originally from Los Angeles, part of the Armen- Ar- Armenian immigrant community, um, all, all sorts of stuff like that. The record produced by uh, this actually album was actually produced by Rick Rubin. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, all, all sorts of stuff from that. But to get to in addressing this song. I don't think that there might be a song in existence that I've been as conflicted about. I'm serious. That's interesting. I'm serious because every time, whenever I like from the get go, when I hear the music, I, you know, it, it, it's moving and I think that it's great. I think even when I hear the song now, I think that's really great when it begins. It sounds great. Yeah. It sounds really good. And then, um, when they get to the lyrics, um, I'm confused as to sometimes things strike me one way on in different when I'm in a different mood it might strike me another way and then when I get into when I first saw the lyrics I was thinking to myself that seems a little a tad whiny maybe a little bit dramatic but as I learned more about it they're touching on some fucking intense serious fucking topics and of course it's art and people are supposed to you know uh, you're supposed to approach whatever the fuck you want um I I'm I when I hear it and I try to form opinions on it, I'm conflicted because what they talk about sometimes is extremely fucking heavy, is mm-hmm. extremely heavy, and uh, and and it, and it, it 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 gets a little personal. And then other times, I'm hearing it and I'm just I'm, I might pay attention to some other aspect of the song that I didn't pay attention to before, and I don't know if I'm going to like it or not at that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a really, it's a strange, it is one of the strangest songs for me personally. Probably the strangest song we've done. That, um, I think, kind of sums up them as a band. They kind of straddle that line between like, is this good? Is this bad? Do yeah. I like this? Do I hate this? Yeah. Yep. Um, all the time. Yeah. On all, other songs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, we, uh, we, we threw this in here because I was thinking of uh, some of the lyrics that sounded kind of like silly, et cetera. And then I was kind of like, is this a bad song to do? No. Um, this, I've, at first, this is another case of I thought we were going to do this um, because the lyrics were funny. But I think now we're going to end up, this is going to slowly turn into one of those episodes where we're going to do this because what did you know what the song was about? Mm-hmm. Which I didn't really. And there are a lot of conflicting reports of people saying they don't know um what it's about and there are band members saying what it's about yeah uh we'll do a very brief because we've talked a lot about system of a down already yeah formed in glendale california in 19 california yeah. in 1994 <laughs> really? um right by the um, <laughs> uh their drummer joined in 1997 um we already you know talked about them releasing their first cd um and then later on they released toxicity uh, in the great year of 2001, September 4th. 4th, yeah, the week before. 2001. Man. The fucking week before. Uh, the fact that this song did as well as it did with September 11th being a mere few days away is a little bit crazy because it was taken off the air in a lot of places <laughs> because angels deserve, deserve to, to die. die. And because of how just aggressive it was. Yeah. Aggressive <laughs> music, um, you know was a lot of people wanted to ease back on it and of course we definitely eased back into it with people being mad about the september 11th attacks yeah etc but i mean what a uh, what a tough time you know another to great record that was released on september 11th 
Oh, there. I mean, there are a couple. Bleed God American. hates us all by Slayer. Oh yeah, <laughs> <And> <laughs> Bleed American uh, by Jimmy World, which yeah. famously, oh. uh, famously, they had to change the name of. That's right, because Bleed American was obviously yeah a very no no name. Well, apparently, Chop Suey had to have its name changed as well. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I I never noticed this, but in the beginning of the song, he says we're rolling suicide, which uh, I had never paid it. I'd never heard. I had never paid attention to. I didn't either. Um, Until the, we started doing what we do. Yeah, exactly, which is one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I love doing this. Um, the song was originally going to be called, there was there are some reports saying there was going to be called Suicide. There are some reports there was going to be called Self-Righteous Suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of people, there are some people that say that the name Chop Suey is Chop, Chop Suey Side. Yeah. Is supposed to be a reference to uh, to, to that. You know, um, it's one of the. You obviously, when you hear stories about record companies getting involved in what the band produces, you always think to yourself, "Oh, you know, you need to let the band do what they're they're here to do." Um, in very very few cases, I think that you can take the side of the record company. You should let the band do what they, you know, let the creative process just you know flow itself. I think this is this might be one of the few occasions. Where, as this song was released as a single, you might have a little bit of a case for what the the, the label is bringing. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. September 11th, and here you're bringing up a song about suicide. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, and you know. There's really no singles that have suicide in the name. I don't, I can't. I well, another song in the, uh, in the same, another song in the same era is um, Last Resort. Well, yeah. By Papa Roach. Yeah. And yeah. Um, some of the stuff I was reading about actually talks about how, if you think that this song is about suicide, which the name is called Suicide. Yeah. Um, uh, says that it, in a weird way, um, Last Resort kind of paved the way for people to be able to talk about suicide on the radio. Mm-hmm. Huh. It was a very kind of looked down upon thing. Um, for good and, reason, I and think. And with the angry... Uh, guy, um, you know, youth. kind of turning into the way of like talking about being depressed and talking about mental illness. Mm-hmm. It was a very new thing for people to be able to openly talk about that. I mean, not since Suicide is Painless from MASH. Yeah. You know, where, uh, which wasn't a rock song, but, no. you know, a lot of people didn't want to talk about that stuff and it was kind of, you know, kind of subdued. It's kept um, low key for a reason. I mean, I I, I, I I tend to agree. I don't really, it's not something that I am, am, you know, eager to talk about. And I sympathize with people. Have you ever had anybody in your life that committed suicide that decided to take their own life? I've actually had a couple. So it's difficult to fucking bring up. It's... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not, you know, it's, it's kind of like abstinence. On one hand, there's a really, really, really fascinating episode of I believe it's Freakonomics where they talk about suicide and they talk about how a newspaper in Finland or something like that people were jumping off of this one particular bridge and killing themselves and they kept covering it and kept covering it and as they covered it more and more more and more people kept doing it wow hmm. the police went to him and said please stop posting stuff writing stuff about this mm-hmm. so they did and the suicides plummeted to I think zero or almost wow. zero um on one hand, you want people to know that you are there for them, that suicide is not an abnormal thought, mm-hmm. um, to not just try and say, just don't do it and leave it at that. On the other hand, you don't want people to think that it's so normalized that it's a good idea 
Um, it's a. This is obviously a very very complicated yeah. <laughs> subject. Did the song not catch this tone like almost perfectly? Yeah, I mean, kind of it did. Yeah. When when I hear the song, I think to myself. I I, I actually do think to myself this quite a bit when I hear it. Um, I I feel like I'm hearing the anxiety in somebody that goes along with something like depression. Yeah. I th- mm-hmm. I think it sounds like yeah, that. Yeah, and they kind of really that do. sound. And they do, yeah. especially um especially the end, especially yeah. building up to the end. Yes, I agree. That is a very it's a it's a very intense rise. Yeah. Um uh before we get into the lyrics, I thought this was kind of uh funny. The lyrics have many po- this is from uh, songfacts.com. The lyrics have many possible interpretations and permutations. But one guy who has never paid attention to them is the band's drummer, John Dolmayan. <laughs> now, if you don't know, John Dolmayan is was a hardcore Trump supporter. Ooh, he what? and Serge Tankian uh, were at huge odds uh, during the presidential election and after mm-hmm. and almost broke the band up. There was a lot of belief that mm-hmm. John Dolmayan was going to quit the band or that the other band was not going to move forward with him because he was such a staunch uh, supporter of Trump and the other members of the band obviously were very much not. Mm -hmm. Um, He says, and I quote, most of the time when I listen to music, I listen to the melody and the way the lyrics syncopate within the song spoken like a true drummer, but not necessarily the lyrics. I'd say the closest lyrics I pay attention to are rush lyrics. Those are more like stories. That's, it sounds very much like someone who is like, maybe doesn't have a popular political take would say. Right, kind of, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, he he apparently says that he doesn't give a shit. One last thing before we get into the lyrics. I was going to save this for the end, but I'll just mention it now. Avril Lavigne does a cover of this. I don't know if you guys have I heard, heard it. it. Oh. And it's not very it's good. A, <laughs> beyond atrocious. Yeah, oh, and, yes. and it was torn apart. Uh, I mean, I it sounds like you can imagine, which yeah. is... Avril Lavigne. It's really bad. Chop yeah, really <laughs> Gentlemen, are we ready? We yes. are ready. Of course, in the beginning, we got We're Rolling Suicide, he says. And we got the little jangly guitar, um, some drums, some tribal-sounding drums and whatnot, uh, and a little build-up, some heavy music. Shit sounds good. Man. It does, uh, man. It, it comes good. in. It, it gets your attention because you're like, it makes you kind of do a, what's this? Yeah. And then you're like, whoa, what's this? Wish you could hear it live. I bet you that riff has plagued many, like, my first band. Oh, yeah. You know, trying to, you didn't play it right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Wake up, grab a brush, and put a little makeup. Hide your scars to fade away the shakeup. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? I don't even know how we should break this up. Should yeah. we end there? I don't. I don't know. T- You're right. You, you make a good <laughs> fucking point. I mean, we could, we could, we can go through a whole verse, but then we're, we're almost half done. Um. Yeah. I. Any ideas on what the fuck is going on so far? <laughs> it starts no. off strong. I gotta say, yeah. it starts uh, off really strong. You're talking about uh, sonically the the sound. No, the lyrics. You're talking the about lyrics. The lyrics. You the think? Lyrics, okay. I think start off All really right. strong because that. Um, why you leave your keys upon the table or whatever he says. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's and then a... the, what's the next line? Uh, the next line is here you go, create another fable. That was, that's interesting to me. Cause it's like, what is he talking about? That's a fucking weird story. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Yes. Um, put on makeup to hide scars, scars, throw your keys. Like don't go any, I don't know. I don't know what they're talking about. It's a very good start in my opinion. 
yeah, this song suffers. There are some songs where they don't try to rhyme. And I almost kind of wish that this song didn't attempt to rhyme because I feel like the lyrics could be even stronger if he wasn't trying to uh, trying to like fit rhymes into it. If he didn't have that that uh, that meter and that that to fit into, I think is is that what you mean? Yeah, the, I mean yeah. to fit the meter and to fit the rhyme scheme. Yeah, uh, obviously, wake up, grab a brush, and put a little makeup. Mm-hmm. Just not enough time to say all the Ex- words. Exactly, yeah. not to put <laughs> yeah. put a little makeup on. Yeah. Um, uh, hide your scars to fade away the shakeup. Yeah, I it, that leaves me completely blank. I I can't come up with anything. I can't. I'm sure that Genius and the other ones are going to have explanations for all this, but just on the surface, I can't make heads or tails of that at all. Well, I will tell you my interpretation, Go which is basically covering up scars from possibly drug use, hmm. possibly suicide attempts, maybe to hmm. fade away the shakeup, which is that someone would see them and mm-hmm. say something, mm-hmm. and trying to blend into normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, but why? Well, that's that's the thing that really I'm kind of like, oh, I want to know why. Yeah, and I'm yeah. excited for the next verse. Yeah, um, but <laughs> <laughs> when you why'd you go and leave the why'd you leave the keys up on the table? Why'd you go leave the keys up on the table? Yeah, that uh, that to me is kind of an interesting line. It is. That's, it's the most interesting one, I think. Yeah. Yeah. In I, this first line, a couple of set of lines. I I don't necessarily understand what's going on there and this is another one of those things where i can't tell if there is if there's some meaning here's um, the thing that i always take away from when anybody ever says leave your keys upon the table why or leave your key on the table it's always signaling the end of something whether it be you know uh, a roommate you know you tell them you know that's it leave your key on the table don't come back or a lover you yep. know, um, hotel room situation. Hotel, yeah, you know, leave, you know, it, it makes me think of mm. um, magnetic fields, you know, put down your keys and don't call me, please. You know, you, when he you, sings uh, that. Man, you always reference magnetic fields. I do. I which, really I mean, do. He's great. That's yeah, he's a great songwriter. But, you know, that's, you know, put down your keys and don't call me, please. You know, it's like saying, that's it. I'm done with you. I don't want to have anything, you know, leave your key to my apartment. You know, that's all I can ever think is that it. Whenever you re- reference keys going on a table, it's it's signaling some sort of transition. This is from Genius Annotation. This echoes the views of some people. Ha- I'm sorry. This echoes the views some people have of addicts. They make mistakes all the time and lie to cover for themselves. Leaving your keys is a careless act. The confrontational tone of the verse evokes a frustration with this person's lies and carelessness about their life. Um, a little further down, it says there are some further implications if we follow the song's conflation of addiction with other self-harming and suicidal behaviors. When you speak of leaving the keys on the table, you introduce the idea of not returning home. Why take the keys to your house if you're about to sink yourself in a drug bit, a drug binge, or the river, etc.? See there, yeah, some sort of transition. Yeah. It's I've never been more excited to hear genius explanations. They I've... go very deep yeah line by line i've never been uh, it's it's probably the one time that genius is going to shine i wonder if it is something like oh i left my keys i have to come back yeah that could be it yeah which is also another uh, yeah completely like uh another complete and again i mean i i 
we have to assume the song is about suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is funny because when they use the term self-righteous suicide, I never took it as meaning actual suicide. Mm-hmm. I always took it as just like the killing off of a certain aspect of yourself, not yes suicide. Yeah, the self-righteous right. bit lends to that theory. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's very interesting to hear someone say, oh, this song is just outright about suicide. Did you see the explanation that was given, I think, on Wikipedia at the beginning that the song, that the, the explanation by Darren McCallion... I hope I say, I'm saying his name right. That um, The one that, that says, the song is about how we are regarded differently depending on how we pass. Fuck! Everyone deserves to die. Like, if I were now to die from drug abuse, they might say I deserved it because I abused dangerous drugs. Hence the line, I cry when angels deserve to die. Reading that really changed my opinion of this song. Hmm. I mean, that right there. You know, it, 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 I've never heard that. If If it truly is being covered, and I question whether or not it is, in the song, I've never heard that level of depth in a metal group at all. Um, it's it's really uh, it's insightful, and it is. I've never heard that in a song. You know, covering th- that's a huge thing. How do people perceive us by the way that we die? It's a huge part of our legacy. Yep. The way that we go, and I don't know if it's ever even been discussed in another fucking song that I've heard. I don't know. I mean, I'm not yeah. sure. It might have been, and I've just I'm not picking up on it. Fuck, man. These guys, they yeah. got some insight. And that's that that's that dichotomy of, like, super deep, super, like, I'm fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Um, <clears throat> all right. Uh, so we'll just kind of start with the halfway through the verse here. Here you go create another fable you wanted to. Grab a brush and put a little makeup you wanted to. Hide the scars to fade away the shakeup you wanted to. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Though you wanted to was always kind of stupid to me. Mm-hmm. But in getting deep into it, it starts kind of making a lot more sense mm-hmm. and being a lot deeper. When you read them like that, I never heard them like that. I heard them like, oh, they wanted a corn part. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, reading them like that, that really does make it seem a What would Jonathan than... Davis do? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, when you start reading them as you making decisions uh, when it comes to all these things. Yeah. It definitely... It it is strange that they put the first line that doesn't fall in line with the first, you know, little section there is um, uh, the whole grab another fable um, where he uses that, here you go, create another fable you wanted to, create another... I'm guessing that that's just his way of saying, you know, you're lying again. You're making up excuses. I'm guessing. Uh, man, there's, there's no. I don't think there's any solid way of pinning these lyrics down, especially at the beginning. I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to die. Yeah. And that tricky riff again. Yeah. Yeah. And then that tricky Genius says nobody can truly understand his or anyone's feelings towards death and the afterlife. Killing himself would be a blessing that only he could understand. And then this goes into talking about the the Darren 
um, Malakian. I also hope mm-hmm. I'm not butchering that yeah. uh, quote that I mentioned earlier. Uh, this plays on the rest of the song's extremely aggressive expression of agency, like the repeated and harsh and implacable you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll read the rest of this. In terms of uh, the Christian ethos, self-harm and suicide is a sin mm-hmm. because we shouldn't desecrate the bodies God gave us. Much of society has absorbed this and thus its response to diseases like addiction can be very harsh and unsympathetic. The speaker turns it around and empathizes the choices that someone makes are not always tied to their value as a person. From that perspective, the one who knowingly harms themselves can be viewed as more righteous than the person who high-handedly judges others without practicing compassion. Very... <laughs> I wonder if these are real System of a Down fans writing all these. I mean, I not think just it, music I think commentators. I mean, you know? I think it's probably a mixture of both. Yeah, I think a lot of I think a lot of music commentators are System of a Down fans. Well, yeah, they I think mean, they sure, are. Yeah. I think they are very much a. They are seen as a no nonsense band, a no, sh- no not taking any bullshit. They're killer musicians. Yeah. Um, oh. and I think they kind of burst onto the scene and had you know again not to like keep comparing it to punk rock, but had a lot of the agency that's been missing. Punk had turned into some 41 and, you yeah. know, whatever else. Uh, um, yeah. I mean, not some 41 at the time, but had gotten kind of watered down. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, sure. You know, when bands like Nirvana went away, mm-hmm. there wasn't a whole lot of uh, It got this. pretty and nice. Yeah. And yeah. safe. And this was not. You'd hear it in no. a McDonald's commercial all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely. I mean, yeah, and this is was, not pretty. There was no other band. I mean, like, I couldn't turn on MTV and hear a fast part. Like they played, right? Like fast drums, like a blast beat. You know, yeah, that didn't. By the way, as far up. as that musicianship that you were talking about, that that fucker on that guitar when I saw him live was impressive. Not just in what he was playing, but watching. Hmm. Yeah, he was really. He's one of the top players I've ever seen that I've witnessed live. You know, wow. I mean? it was it was it was amazing. Well, that's pretty much the episode. <laughs> we got the second verse. Yeah. Ah, wake up, wake up. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars to fade away the... <laughs> Thank you. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? Here you go, create another fable. You wanted to grab a brush and put a little makeup. You wanted to hide the scars to fade away the shakeup. You wanted to. Why do you leave the keys upon the table? You wanted to. Uh, you know, we've talked about this. Yeah, it's been covered. <laughs> it's been covered. But, I mean, well, I mean, and then you go through another I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. Uh, I cry when angels deserve to die. You know, we go through another one of those. But the um, the father, 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 when it gets to that part, um, you know, it's a little the, different. Oh, no, yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I was just joking as far as the second verse, of oh, course. Okay. yeah. Here we have uh, the father and then what sounds kind of like... Uh, Scooby Doo, <laughs> now when we used to sing this, Patrick would always sing the father, and I'd always do the father. Hey, Scooby! That and is my best, my best Scooby Doo impression. That is definitely the guy that points to his temples. It's, oh, yeah. absolutely, <laughs> temple yes. guy. Yeah, that is uh, that is Darren, and I don't that mean is, Bill Cosby. That's our guy, Darren, who's definitely the, the yeah. temple pointer. Father, father, father. Now, this is a part that's kind of weird to me. Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. Father, into your hands, why have you forsaken me? In your eyes, forsaken me. 
in your thoughts forsaken me, in your heart forsaken me. Now, commend my spirit. Now, I've looked around a couple different places, and it's always sounded like commend my spirit. Yeah, it's commend but, my spirit. Yeah. So yeah. what's interesting is, so I, I, I looked at the, uh, the, the, the genius annotation. Jesus Christ says this while he is on the cross. That is correct. In Luke 23, 46. There you go. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When <laughs> I he had said command, this, I he breathed his last. I, I thought, oh, commend is not the right word here. No, I thought they meant command, and I was giving him a break. Okay. That's what yeah. was my... I was like, okay, it was Seth. Seth yeah, you were doing English, some weird neck-rolling thing. Well, I... Seth is our Bible. I expert. got some insight on this shit. Please. All right. That entire um, Luke, the, the book of Luke, of course, the um, crucifixion is covered in every one of the Gospels um, different in different forms and different ways. And, of course, uh, historically, a lot of what you read uh, in the Gospels was written quite a bit after things took place. So there's that aspect. There's also the aspect of some t- it was often written in Greek and Aramaic. Uh, he spoke Aramaic. Jesus did not speak. You know, he ob- he probably spoke Hebrew. Him being, he was a rabbi. Um, but he, he the, his day to day speech, especially in Judea at that time, and and where he lived in the northern parts of Nazareth would would have been Aramaic. Um, there are extremely difficult ways. You're, you, you, have you ever questioned yourself why do you see a thousand different interpretations and translations of the Bible because you're going to get a million of them not just from perspectives but also because of the way that those Near Eastern languages are when it comes to things like tense and stuff like that there's no way like when we say have been doing, am going to do, you know, commit commit. there are just so many ways to come about to the words that you wind up seeing on page you're going, you know, as far as like if you read like the New King James Version, you might see commit my spirit. In a student Bible or a new tra- a new translation, you might see I give my spirit or I, you know, uh, um, lend, give myself over. Mm-hmm. You might hear a million different ways. So as far as like, you know, uh, nailing down what he says, you're right. Maybe to a degree commend my spirit. He might have just written it wrong at the time. But th- th- even then, this whole this whole section of the song goes a little deeper. Um, if you've ever spent any time in church, you would know that one of the greatest commends that or commends commits one of the ba- greatest <laughs> sins that you can possibly you commit. Yeah, I did it. Uh, one of the greatest sins you can possibly commit is, in fact, suicide. It's like it's a it's a one way ticket to hell. You know what I mean? And would you say it's a highway to hell? Da-dum. It's uh, it's it's unusual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah! Uh, it's it's unusual that they're sitting there and committing, commend, commending uh, uh, um, my spirit to the Father. When I guarantee that these guys probably grew up in an Armenian Orthodox church where uh, suicide is just regarded as you're done. You know that we don't even talk about you anymore. Right. And the idea that you're going to commend yourself to God, knowing that if you do wind up following through on what you're singing about, you're not going to see him, or at least according to their beliefs and traditions where they come from. It's completely unusual. And, in my opinion, one of the cooler-sounding parts of the song. I mean, that's just a side note. I will say that at the bottom it says, in both both verses, versions of the Bible differ as to whether commit 
or commend are used, which has subtle differences. Commend implies to trust with, while commit means to pledge. Yeah. So hmm. I, I guess that some I, I had never I mean, to me, I commend my my spirit does not make any sense. No. Like to me, when you commend someone, you are oh, I commend you on doing that. Yeah, yeah. I don't say I commit you on doing that. Like right. to me they're very, very it's different. It's like a things. level of praise as opposed to pledging. You, it yeah. almost it almost seems like he just it's kind of like a, a Mondegreen, like yeah. he <laughs> thought that the word was commend when it's commit. Yeah. He threw it on there. Kind of like the famous thing of Jewel saying people were walking with so much casualty and getting called up by Kurt Loder <laughs> on MTV and her being like, well, you know what the fuck I mean. You know what the fuck Which I, I think mean. people aren't going to fucking go to Search Tank and be like, hey, man, I think he's, you know, you get it. the guitarist will run up and point at his temples and say, <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. Uh, this, of course, is the, one of the big parts we were talking about earlier where it's like this very uh, orgasmic um the, you know, everything slows down and yeah. there's a the big buildup. I think it sounds cool. Oh, it's awesome. Yes. It's, it's cool. Seeing this live, you can Ugh. just hear everyone singing it. It was, I was, I, I'll never forget looking over and seeing this kid in a shirt with longish hair, rings all over his body from a million different places, and I could hear him scream in the midst of that noise, I fucking love you! Like that. And just, <laughs> I'll never forget seeing that and just thinking, Oh my God! Everyone, I think if 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 he told these kids to jump off a building, they would all fucking do it. Hmm. I mean, they were just crazy for this band. <laughs> One of the cool things I think about this song: the first two choruses, he says, "I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide." In the end, mm-hmm. he is asking, he is telling you, "Yeah, trust yeah. in my self-righteous suicide." Right. I cry when angels deserve to die. In my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's the song, man. I mean, it's um, were these bad lyrics, guys? No, I don't know. A little I, weird. Um, I questionable. But, I, well, I'll tell you one thing. It for me and strip club moms did this a lot, but I let you guys get away with it because okay. the lyrics were Doug's lyrics. I can't stand first, second verses the same. It's okay. lazy. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. like it either. It's I, fucking lazy. No, it, it, like anytime I've ever done it, it's because I. Doug, have if no you ever listen to this, I love it's, you. It, it's yeah. Oh, I mean, obviously. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. But he his lyrics were so good, you wanted to sing it a second time. Yeah. But it reeks of lazy. Yeah. It, it reeks of. I did not want to try and think of something else. I am to nodding build my another head. Fucking verse vigorously. Yes. Yes. I mean, it just. It just screams of it. Well, do you guys know the story where they got some of these lyrics? No. Some I do. Some I don't. Well, I filled please, me in. Please go. Please, okay. please. So um, I listened to the song when you guys said, hey, you know, you're going to do this. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I listened to, I watched some YouTube videos describing the song. And so I guess after they only had that first verse, really, and, and the chorus. And they started with the chorus with the self-righteous suicide. And then... Um, they couldn't do anything with it in the studio. And uh, Rick Rubin, who was the producer, said, all right, let's go eat lunch. They went back to his house. They went to eat lunch. And somebody, I don't remember if it was Rick Rubin or one of the other guys in the band, said to the singer, hey, go into Rick's library. He had a huge library with all these books. Right. And he said, yeah. pick out a book, open up, a pi- open up any book, point to it, and that use that. And I don't know if they meant use that like literally or use that for um, inspiration 
or what, but he said, of course, he got the Bible, which is a little bit of like a, you know, I don't know if I believe that because it's very much like a rock and roll story. Right. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's where, that's what the lyrics are from. That's where the words came <laughs> yeah. from. So yeah. um, that's what I heard because they, he hit, he hit a wall and he couldn't think of anything to do. Yeah. And I mean, again, I would rather the song be written and have a repeat verse, I guess. Yeah. But to me, that is the, the biggest, uh, that's the biggest issue I have with it. Okay. I love a repeating chorus. Yeah. I hate a repeating verse. Okay. Um, but I mean, it is, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely weird. It's definitely open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely one that when you start getting into it and you start piecing it together, you find out what it's about and you're like, oh shit, this is way deeper than mm-hmm. I thought. What do you guys think? Are these bad lyrics? I, like I told you, I am so fucking conflicted. I'm never going to have like a solid answer because sometimes they hit me one in, in one way, in one right. regard. Th- this is what I'll say in, in summation of these lyrics. Um, whenever anyone um, approaches a song about suicide, um, whether you're a band that you know takes itself not so seriously or you, you, you are, are uh, drawing on black humor or something like that. You're 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 dancing on on scary territory more than just about more than anything else to me anyway. Just because it's kind of personal, and when people bring up suicide, you know, it's like something you, we don't ever want to discuss it with our kids, right? You know, and there's a reason it's for never that. Fun. No, it's not fun. <laughs> there's nothing. You know, I think the the uh, anything to feel weightless again. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, by the um, handsome, handsome family. family is is maybe the lightest take that I could possibly. Uh, approach uh, on uh, when when dealing with this subject, and even that's super fucking heavy. Oh, yeah. So I'm very very conflicted every time that I hear these lyrics. Not I think that in regard in one regard, it, this song is commendable and and fucking awesome. In that I think that you're hearing the sound of confusion and pain, and it's beautifully fucking expressed in the sound and in and sometimes sometimes not all the times, but the structure of the way that the vocals come out. And the lyrics sometimes leave you scratching your heads and then at other times make you think to myself, oh my God, this is what somebody's really, really going through. It, it just straddles the line between great and what the fuck are they doing and why would they fucking do this? Yeah. You know, it totally does, which makes it fantastic fucking art. Yeah. But I don't always want to listen to this. I don't. I, I, more often than not, I want to turn this song off. Well, I feel like that uh, that is sidestepping the question of whether or not the lyrics are good. And this reminds me it of is. when it when is. Rotten Tomatoes first came out. I remember looking up um, you know reviews, and I looked up one for I think Goodfellas or something like that. This got to be a hundred percent. It was like ninety nine percent. I was like, who's the one asshole? <laughs> <laughs> who is saying Goodfellas isn't a good fucking movie? You know what I mean, mm-hmm. or or you know whatever, uh, maybe not Goodfellas, but uh, like The Godfather. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Okay, one of those like mob movies, and the one person was like, you know, changed cinema, amazing performances, too violent, <laughs> too violent. Okay, and it's like if you don't like violence, then you shouldn't watch this movie. This movie is just not for you. I want to turn it off most of the time. Right. Yeah. And but that does not make it bad art. That does no. not make it no. th- that does not make these bad lyrics. No. You may not want to hear it, but if you if you read the lyrics and and they make you question what's going on. Mm-hmm. I I mean, 
I, I feel like most of the problems I have with it jump around the lyrics themselves in a way. The the uh, the way the song the lyrics are sung um, is a little. It's just like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. What do we got? Go. It just it sounds maybe like it's taking everything a little too lightly. Um, I thought sometimes extent. it was a little more dramatic. Yeah. Well, you know? I can see that. I mean, yeah. like you know, again, it's there's so much interpretation yeah. here. You know what yeah. I mean? There's there's so much that you can say is uh, is an issue. Um, I thought um, I thought the lyrics were bad until we got here and you were reading them. I was convinced they were bad and just thrown in there. Um, besides that first verse, which I said, you know, is kind of like intriguing. Um, yeah. I thought they were bad until I heard you read them. And I thought, wow, I never. And I really think that is their that's system of a downs downfall is they sound system of a silly. Downfall. They present themselves a little too like, you know, circusy music yeah. and too silly. Um, so I was like, oh, well, they just, you know, even even with the political you know background I knew they had, I was like, this is silly and it's dumb. But the lyrics, I mean. I think there might be more to them now. I wonder how much of this is cultural. Hmm. That's a um, good question. Being where they're from and, you know, being Armenian. I wonder, because I know that there are a lot of, like, a lot of Europe um, has a lot of different sensibilities. You mm-hmm. know, like, they talk about how they opened a McDonald's in Russia, like the first McDonald's they opened in Russia. Uh, they couldn't get the staff to smile. And they were like, we wow. don't smile. Like, Americans smile, but they do it because they're being fake. We don't smile. Because we're paid to, yeah. It's just very, very, it's a very, very different yeah. kind of thing. And I wonder how much of this, like, the way they are is... Uh, is... What, what do you know about Armenia? Oh, not much. I mean... It's an extremely isolated, mountainous country, completely surrounded on all sides by what would be, what, what, what if we were, you know, what we would regard probably as uh, combatants. You know, you have Turkey who traditionally doesn't like them to the south and then george to the north which they've always been at odds with it is the longest still standing uh uh longest country with christianity as its state religion it's the oldest country with with christianity as its state religion Hmm. the orthodox the armenian orthodox church is extremely extremely old Hmm. they are known for like the chechens to the north of them they're known for fighting. They're known for for being a, a a you know a warrior culture that has had that has constantly been afflicted and attacked from the outside. And I'm talking about going back to pre-biblical times. Um, they've been um, you know they were taken over at one point by the Roman Empire, um, but for the most part they've they've maintained this fiercely fiercely independent streak that has shown in their culture throughout the years. And there is a gigantic diaspora diaspora of uh, Armenian immigrants that have come to Los Angeles, and they are very close, and they stick very, very close to their culture. Family is everything. And that's a good question, how much of Armenia has to do, how much of their ethnicity and their culture has to do with this? I think a lot. Yeah, it might be. It might be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to go into the song meanings because... There are so many interpretations, so many people trying to give their interpretation. It is very long if you want to go read it, but I think we've covered most of it. Yeah. My favorite comment is there are way too many comments on this. That's it a is good just one. pages and pages and pages of many, many, many uh, uh, My favorite paragraphs. Is, is the end. Uh, genius. It's the one time that we've clocked on genius and everything's you know come back uh with great insight and great commentary and having to do with the, the final you know the final verse the outro um trust in myself so i have to righteous suicide i think the most important thing that can be written is no one can truly understand his or anyone's feelings toward death in the afterlife um 
according to this person, killing himself would be a blessing. And that's something that nobody is going to understand, possibly not even him himself. You know, um, yeah, that's that, I think that should be said when talking about this song. Creep factor. It, it's creepy. There's there's creepiness to it. Just in it's the got f- a little bit of a creepy feel. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Uh, and not, it's talking about suicide, which isn't creepy, but creepy to me. maybe a little bit of this. It's not. You know, I think with creep factor, I think of like a guy creeping on a girl, and yes. that's kind of well, what that's, it, yeah, it normally goes to. Yeah, and yeah. There's none of that, I guess. No, no. There's but, no like. But uh, it still gives you a spooky. Kind yeah, of, it feels a little weird. It's, yeah, it's, I'll give it like a two eight. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Three. Sure, I'll give it. I'm going to okay. give it a. I was going to say a three. Oh, I'm going to go a little lower. Okay. Really? Yeah, I'm going to say. I'm going to. I'm going to say a 1.8. Okay. okay. Right. I, I just think that this is not a song you put on during a date. You know, <laughs> no. I mean, it's it's not. It's it's going to no. make a girl go, Ugh, you know, I think so. Well, I mean, unless you really want to, like, high, like fast track <laughs> or not, it's going to work. Yeah. If you put this on and she's just like, well, fuck it, I'm out of here. You'll be like, yeah, okay. Are we compatible reason? musically? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a system of a downfound. How about you? See ya. Uh, Joe. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having yes. me. I, I hope excited. I hope this was a good song for you. Was it this... was. It, it was a little heavier than I expected. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I love the podcast. I listen. It's kind of a Friday ritual. Um, awesome. I love so, hearing that. Yeah. I go to work, put it on. I'm glad to hear it. We'll have yeah. you on again. I'd love to have you and Fahey on at the same time. That would be good. That'd be cool. I that would that be would very be, good. And we've got a couple Fahey songs that he mentioned on his episode that have been burning a hole in our pocket. Okay. So yep. maybe what we'll do in a, in a couple of weeks here, a couple of months, we'll have you both on. We'll, we'll crack one I'm of those right there. When he, open. you let Sounds me good. know when he's coming. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. When he's in town, we can definitely record one. Yeah. Seth, I got a fun one for next time. Let's see. What's it going to be? What's we're going to do. <laughs> Please. I'm glad you're laughing at this. Yeah. We're going to do, uh, I wear my sunglasses at night. I wear my sunglasses. Boy, that line alone sure. sucks. It does. <laughs> it is, when the title automatically makes you go, what the fuck? I think we might laugh a little more at this I, one. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. This reminds, this in a lot of aspects reminds me of the uh, Come On Eileen episode. Yeah, this one right here? Great, yes. Which was very much a, this is going to be funny. Zoot Suit Riot is another one that was like, this is going to be a lighthearted romp, and it was a dark-hearted romp. Yeah. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that SNL skit about about the um, the swing revival revival? No, that's going on. No, no, no. We're not into swing music. We're into the revival of swing uh, music. Okay. Yeah. Back in the late '90s, there were bands like the Cherry Pop and Daddies and the Squirrel <laughs> Nut Zippers, and, that, and oh man, it's really good. Oh, it's pretty funny. It's good. Yeah. Uh, so until then, go ahead and listen to Who Does Sunglasses Tonight. Do you even know? <laughs> yeah, I think it was Corey Hart. That's with, that without right me looking me. it up. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Yeah, I so remember go listen the to Corey Hart or so. whoever it is, Sunglasses at Night, and we will be back next Friday with more lyrics to go with my hands at my temples. <laughs> Thanks a lot for listening. Our theme song was done by Exploding Pages. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for songs or lyrics, you can send them to lyricstogopod at gmail.com. We'll be back here next week. <laughs>